The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Basketball. Top of the key. He's going to be hammered. He's going to pull up for the three. This Mount St. Joseph College Basketball game is brought to you by The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio. Call 330-830-9760. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University Basketball is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the gymnasium for this game. From the Harrington Center at Mount St. Joseph University on Delhi Avenue here in Cincinnati. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Welcome to tonight's sports presentation of men's college basketball this evening as the Mount St. Joseph Lions playing in game two of their annual tip-off classic, taking on the Case Western Reserve Spartans in tonight's second game. And if this game is anything like the first game was, we are going to have a barn burner. That's why we are getting underway a little bit late here this evening. The first game was played between Washington out of St. Louis, Missouri, and the Bears came from 11 points down at halftime to defeat Ohio Northern University 77-73, to and it was quite a contest, and we'll get into that a little more later on in our pregame show. Tonight, Case Western Reserve is coming into the ballgame after making the long trek down here from Cleveland, Ohio. They came from the northern end of the state to the southern end of the state. They probably could have just came down here on the bus or Jimmy Haslam's plane for the Cleveland Browns who are playing the Bengals tomorrow afternoon and probably could have hitched a ride with them and came down here to take on the Lions in this afternoon's ball game, or I should say tonight's early evening ball game. The Spartans, though, coming into this one, they are 0-3 on the season. Meanwhile, the Lions, well, they are happy that they got their first win of the season on Tuesday night to up their mark to 1-2 and on the year. They say the first one is the hardest one to get. Well, the Lions lost two in a row before they pulled out that victory on Tuesday evening here at home over Wilmington by the final score of 75-72. to That was after... The first two games, the Mount fell to Wittenberg, 78-74, last weekend in the Marietta Great Lakes Invitational. And then on Saturday afternoon, they lost to Dickinson, 80-64. to But it was not an easy win for the Lions. Like I said, the first win is always the hardest. Well, it proved to be that fact on Tuesday night. It was tied at 21 with 5.54 left to go in the first half. But Wilmington went on a 16-8 to run to take an eight-point lead at the half, 37-29. to Then Andrew Finley, boy, did he have a ball game on Tuesday night. He led the way for the Lions in the first half with 15 of his 26 game-high points. But it came down to the last five seconds of the ball game, and the Lions had to play great defense. Wilmington will have the ball left of their own bucket with a chance to tie with 4.9 seconds to go. Isles inbounds to Scott. Top of the key. Scott for the shot. No good. Rebound Edwards. That's the ball game. 
back in the second half of action, and they win it by the final score of 75 to 72. Well, like we said, Finley had 26 points in the ballgame. Eric Edwards came in and added 16 points and seven boards in the front court. He has been outstanding in the first three games of the year, and we're going to talk with head coach Toby Kerrigan about that later on in this evening's pregame show. The shooting improved on Tuesday night, though, for the Lions as they shot 55%. The rebounding improved. They out-rebounded Wilmington in the ballgame 33-26. to and the Lions worked the ball around as evidenced by their 11 assists in the game. There was some improvements defensively, but the Lions still gave up those 72 points. And over three games, the Lions are giving up an average of 76 points a game, which is 10 points higher than they gave up a year ago when they gave up just 66 points per ball game. The Spartans are 0-3 heading into this classic this weekend, and they play out of the UAA Conference, which is the University Athletic Association. They opened up the season in the Stephanie Tubbs-Jones Classic last Friday night, losing in double overtime to Frostburg State. Now get this score, 115-107, to 107. but get the next day's score when they lost to Greenville, 120 to 111. So they ended up scoring 109 points over the first, 100, averaging 109 points over the first two ball games and lost the first two ball games. But on Tuesday, they came back to earth when they played NCAC opponent Denison and they lost in that game 74 to 69 in a contest that featured 12 lead changes and five ties in the ball game. Now that was the final game of the season opening three game homestand that Case Western Reserve has had and tonight is their first game on the road so we'll see how that affects them. Case is led by a freshman point guard Ignis Masalunas. Now Masalunas led the team with 18 points on Tuesday night connecting on 7 of 15 shots overall, 4 of 10 from behind the arc but they've also got that senior TJ Duckett and if you've never seen this guy play Hang on to your hats because he's something else. He finished the game with 13 points, 7 rebounds for the Spartans. And Eric Edwards is going to have his hands full. He's going to have to have a lot of weak side help to defend against Duckett here this evening. Antonio Inadali, well, he added 10 points. And sophomore forward Michael Hollis chipped in for a team-leading 8 assists. And he had 6 rebounds in the ballgame. Todd McGinnis is the fourth head coach in the history of Case Western Reserve University's men's basketball program. He led the team his first year to an 8-16 and mark, and McGinnis' first year saw the team collect a win over sixth-ranked Rochester, the highest-ranking opponent defeated by the Spartans in four years. So that is the biography on McGinnis as he leads his Spartans into this evening's ball game against Mount St. Joe. As far as when these two teams met last, they've never met before. So you've got to look into that. This is the second opponent in the last week that the Lions have never played before. Dickinson last Saturday and tonight against Case Western Reserve. They've never met this team before. And on top of that, this is the fifth game over the last eight days and you add in on top of that Thanksgiving was Thursday and these kids went home and had a hearty meal well you're talking about are their legs going to be weak or are they going to be ready to go tonight our next broadcast game is going to be coming up tomorrow because tomorrow the Lions will be back in action they'll tip this 
tournament off tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock, and they'll be taking on Washington, Missouri. And as I said, they won earlier tonight by a four-point margin, 77 to 73. We'll talk about what's happening. We'll go over some football scores. We'll tell you who won last night and what's going to happen tonight around the college basketball scene. We'll do all that when we continue right after this timeout. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage, when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And the shot drops. Exclusive access. Premium tickets. Travel and hospitality. All from one source. Take your experience to VIP level with the NCAA experience. The 2018 NCAA Final Four. It's the three. March 31st and April 2nd at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Visit NCAA.com slash VIP today. Well, some good news coming out of Spalding here this afternoon where the Mount St. Joseph women's basketball team, the Lions, came away with a 12-point victory today by the final score of 72-60. to That game tipped off at 3 o'clock this afternoon. They won it by 12, so their record is now 3-1 and on the season. And taking a look at the scoring, Aaliyah Tucker led the team. The freshman had 16 points in the ballgame, shooting 4 of 7 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3-point range, and she was 7 of 10 from the line to lead the team with 16 points. Maddie Haberthy had 13 points in the ballgame, and Laney Studer running the point. She had 11 in the contest. So the Lions end up winning it by the final score of 72-60 to this afternoon, and their next ball game is going to be coming up next Saturday here at the Harrington Center, and they'll be taking on Manchester. Well, check that. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. They'll be playing Tuesday night. That will be in Danville, Kentucky against Center, and that game will tip off at 7 o'clock, and then they'll be back at home on Saturday here at the Harrington Center to take on Manchester and that game will tip off at 3 o'clock. Elsewhere in women's basketball action from Tuesday night, well, as we said, the Lions, they lost to Dennis, and that was their first loss of the year. They fell in that game 73-51. to Wednesday night, there was one game. Muskingum defeated Manchester in women's basketball, 76-66. Today in women's action, Kalamazoo is playing at Bluffton. Center goes to Hanover. Rose Holman is playing at DePaul, and Otterby is in Transylvania. Tomorrow, Rose Holman is playing in the Midwest Challenge tournament. That's in Greencastle, Indiana. Hanover is playing Trine. Westminster Maryville, the winner of that ball game tonight, will play at Transylvania tomorrow. And at 4 o'clock tomorrow, Center is playing at Earlham. 
There was one men's basketball game on Wednesday, and that was trying, defeating Manchester 71-61. to Tonight, Wheaton is playing at Franklin. Hanover goes to Worcester. Anderson will be at Wisconsin-Whitewater. And Transylvania is going to tip off at Thomas Moore. And that game's going to tip off coming up here in just a little bit, just down the road from us in Kentucky. Now, tomorrow, the only thing going on is the tip-off classic, where at 1 o'clock, Mount St. Joseph is going to be taking on the ninth-ranked team in the country, Washington, and they won earlier tonight by the score of 77-73. to But like we said, that was a barn burner. Up and down the floor all the time. It was tied at 66 with 2.35 left to go. Washington went up by three just 12 seconds later. Then a free throw drew Ohio Northern to within one at 69-68. to Jake Nupp then hit a three-pointer for Washington that put them out by 472-68. Then it became a foul shooting contest, and Ohio Northern couldn't keep up. So Washington ups their mark to 4-0 and on the season, so they'll be unbeaten coming in to take on the Lions tomorrow afternoon. That game's going to tip off at 1 o'clock, so either come down here and listen to the Bengals-Browns game. Forget the Bengals-Browns game. I'm a Browns fan, and the Bengals are going to win that one easy, but nonetheless... Just come on down here and watch some good college basketball. Tell you what, Washington and Ohio Northern really traveled well down here into Cincinnati to come and play in this. And Mount St. Joseph, with the fact that the kids are home for the holidays, they won't be back until Monday. Boy, when you see what the crowd is here tonight, good crowd here at the Harrington Center. Now, on Monday night, there's some college basketball, though. At 7.30, Earlham is playing at Wabash. Defiance will go to Manchester. And at 8 o'clock on Monday night, Ruiz Holman will be playing at Millican. Now, of course, by now you know that the Ohio State Buckeyes, they won this afternoon by the final score of 31-20. to Urban Meyer has not lost to that team up north. And Jim Harbaugh has not beaten the Ohio State Buckeyes in his three years as head coach of the Wolverines. But the bigger score, the final, well, Auburn practically knocked the Buckeyes out of any opportunity of going to the final four. The Buckeyes really had only two chances, slim and none. Well, Auburn may have just put them into the none category with their 26-14 to victory over Alabama here this afternoon in the Iron Bowl. Alabama was previously ranked number one in the college football rankings. They fall to 11-1. and Auburn is pretty much probably wrapped up a spot in the Final Four, depending upon how some other things fall into place. But they marked their season record to 10-2 and with that 12-point victory over Alabama earlier today. Oklahoma, they're up with eight and a half minutes left to go over West Virginia. Big 59 to 24. So that's a look at some college basketball scores from around the country. And we'll be back to talk with head coach Toby Kerrigan and bring you up to date as to what's going on with Case Western Reserve. By the way, for the Case listeners today, their football team lost to Ohio Northern earlier this afternoon in the Division Three football playoffs, and they lost that ball game by a final score of 45 to 16. So Case's season ends. Also, in Division II football playoffs, it was Ashland being eliminated by the Harding Bison out of Searcy, Arkansas. They won by 10, 34 to 24. So Mount Union continues on, and Ashland is done. 
We're 11 minutes before the tip-off of tonight's second game here in the tip-off classic from Mount St. Joseph University. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more right after this. As the executive producer of the documentary film The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, medical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. Kids fall in love with sports. Our universities are working every day to keep college sports safe. So you can watch them play with a little less worry and a little more joy. Back here at the Harrington Center, I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Case Western Reserve, the Spartans are 0-3 heading into this evening's ball game. They were 8-17 a year ago, 3-11 in the UAA. They are two and one in non They were, were five and two in non-conference games a year ago. They're zero and three in non-conference games this season under head coach Tom McGinnis in his second year. He's got a career record of 122 wins against 92 defeats, and that's because one of the teams that he coached prior to this was Hartwick out of New York. He spent seven years at Hartwick and he compiled a 114 and 72 overall record. Good for 61% of his wins. Third most of the wins by a head coach in that program's history. And he has come to the Spartans to try to regain some control over the program and also put them back on the map in Division Three basketball. They've opened their season scoring a lot of points, but they have had also some problems. They fell on Tuesday night, 74-69 against Denison. That was on Tuesday. They're coming into this game averaging 95.7 points per ball game. But that's because in the first two games of the year, they scored 107 and 111 against the first two teams that they played. They're shooting 44% from the floor, including 35% from three-point range. Four Case Western Reserve players were averaging in double-figure points in the first three games, including sophomore forward Connor Nally. He's got 21 points. Freshman guards Ignis Massialunas. He's got 18.7 points per ball game. Antonio Inaldi. He's got 16.7 points per game. And sophomore guard Monty Kayla is averaging 10.3 points per game. Nally leads the team with nine rebounds in the contest that they have played so far. Then you've got that senior forward, T.J. Duckett. He's got 8.3, and sophomore forward Michael Hollis at 7.5, while Hollis also has a team high 
five and a half assists per ball game. As we said, they come in averaging 95.7 points per ball game, and they're giving up 103 points per game. As far as the Lions are concerned, they are one and two after their victory on Tuesday night over Wilmington, 75 to 72. They are one and two in non-conference games under head coach Toby Kerrigan in his seventh year at the helm of the Lions. He's got 91 career wins and 70 career defeats. The Lions are 1-0 here at home. They are 0-2 on a neutral floor. Last year they were 10-2 at home and 9-5 on the road. Rebounding and shooting have been a problem for the Lions in the first two games, but things got better on Tuesday night. The play of Andrew Finley improved drastically against Wilmington. He was the man of the hour for the Lions in that game. He became more aggressive offensively and drove to the hole, shooting 9 of 13 from the field, mainly inside the lane. Now, the Lions have to keep this up, and we spoke with head coach Toby Kerrigan about that prior to tonight's game. Toby, first of all, Finley really came to life the other night. I thought in the second half of the game, the second game down at Marietta, he started to be a little more aggressive offensively. But, boy, on Tuesday night, he really came to life. Yeah, he did a good job getting downhill and getting to the rim and, and um, was moving well without the ball. And so he ended up getting some, some good looks. We had some good looks from guys penetrating and throwing it out to him. And, you know, he's he, he can shoot it in. And when he's open, he... he Really makes a high percentage of them. So he did a great job taking good shots and, and getting to the rim. The shooting percentage for the entire team went up to 55%. What did you attribute that to? <laughs> Being home. Ball, ball going in the hole, yeah. <laughs> Being home always helps, obviously. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And I thought we took open shots and, and took less contested shots. You know, add that with being at home, that yeah, it's going to. Your shooting's going to improve. Yeah, you talk about the the uncontested shots. I thought you moved the ball around fairly a lot better than you did it down at Marietta. Also, yeah, I thought guys did a, did a good job of making extra passes, and, and, and instead of taking good shots, got teammates great shots. So um, we, we were pretty happy with um, with that. How do you attribute what Edwards is able to do? Everything that he can do, being the he's height disadvantaged, I guess you could say, down in the post. Uh, he just plays hard all the time. I mean, he just, that's, he's giving up inches and he just, he's got a high motor and, you know, he, he's a, he's a stat stuffer guy, man. He can just get rebounds and he does a great job defending and he does a great job distributing the ball when, when people come and help in the post. And so, you know, he just does a lot of stuff that you get the stat sheet at the end of the night and you're like, man. <laughs> he, he did a lot of things for us, and, and, and he play, he just plays hard all the time. Well, now you've got this one tonight. What do you find, what have you found out about this team, and, and what have you seen on the scouting report? Well, they shoot a ton of threes. They're averaging shooting 33s a game over the first three games. And he's got some young guys out there, and so they're, they're trying to figure out exactly what they want to do. And so they've got, but they've got, they've got a ton of guys that can score, and, and so we're going to have to be – very good at taking the three away. If they, if they start making a bunch of threes, um, we're probably going to be in trouble. So we're going to have to we're going to have to guard the three, and then keep them off the offensive glass. They've got a great offensive rebounder inside, and 32 Duckett, who who plays hard like Eric. You know, he just goes after every ball, and and, and he's really good in the post. So we'll have to take three away for sure. You know, they they put up a pile of points the first couple of games. Yeah, yeah, those were. 
Um, both teams they played pressed and, and they got up and down and and even when they played Denison in the third game they still shot 32 threes so and Denison didn't press like the first two teams so they're they're looking to get it up behind the arc so we're, we're for sure going to have to be there when they catch it do you think that the team well let me just ask it to you this way do you hope that this team doesn't your team doesn't show any any tiredness because you played what now there'll be five games in eight days after tonight after tomorrow yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they've they've been tired or shown any any of that in practice. So you know, I think you, these guys are spring chickens, man. They can handle it. <laughs> they used to play a hundred games a day in AAU, so they'll be all right. All right, good luck tonight. No, thank you. Well, one thing about it, they can get up and down the floor better than Toby and I can, especially me. But nonetheless, the Lions are going to come in and they're going to face a team tonight in Case Western Reserve that has. 15 underclassmen and only two seniors on their squad. So Todd Bengittis is really trying to rebuild this program of the Spartans up near Cleveland. The Lions come in averaging 71 points per ball game, but they're giving up 76.7. They're going to have to really play well on the defensive end to win tonight's game. Keys for tonight's ball game. We'll do all that. Have the opening starting lineups, the tip-off of this tip-off classic, and the National Anthem. We'll do all that when we come back right after this. Sport is the common denominator in the world. And if there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up. Whenever I know discrimination is happening, and I will stand up. Get up. Rise up. For victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Tomorrow, the tip-off class continues at the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University, and the Lions will get things underway in game one of the day when they take on the ninth-ranked Washington University at 1 o'clock. Then Ohio Northern and Case Western Reserve hit the court around 3. This is Dave Mitchell. Here the Lions play Sunday, beginning with the pregame show at 12.30 and the tip-off at 1. It's the tip-off classic this weekend, and it can be heard Sunday on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's basketball time here at the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. The keys for tonight's ball game for Case Western Reserve. They want to play that up-tempo style and shoot a lot of threes. They're averaging 30 three-point attempts per ball game, and they want to control the glass. And for Mount St. Joseph, they've got to put the defensive pressure. They want to try to control the tempo tonight, and they need to get more bench scoring because they've got another game coming up against the number nine ranked team in the country tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock, and that is Washington University out of St. Louis, Missouri. Both these teams are coming in in opposite directions. For Case Western Reserve, they lost on Tuesday night against Denison, 74-69. While the Lions head in, they were winners over Wilmington, 75-72 on 
Tuesday night. Let's take a look at the starting lineups for tonight's game. First of all, for the visiting Case Western Reserve Spartans at 0-3 on the season, they will start at the forwards. Number 32, T.J. Duckett, a 6'7 senior. And at the other forward will be number 24, a 6'6 sophomore, Michael Hollis. In the middle is Connor Nally. Nally is a 6'6 sophomore. He's number 14. And at the guard positions, it will be... Ionis Masialunas, Masialunas, number 12. He's a 6'2 forward. That's easy for you to pronounce. It's Masialunas. And Antonio Inaldi is a 6'2 freshman. He is number 13, so he will be at the guard position. So it's Duckett and Hollis at the forwards. Nally in the middle. Masialunas and Inaldi will be at the guard positions under head coach Todd McGinnis in his second year. 122 career wins against 92 career defeats. He is assisted by Ruby Kerbis, Kelly Blair, Evan Shang, and Liz Hornberger. Now for the Mount St. Joseph Lions at 1-2 and two on the season. They will start at the usual at the forward positions. It will be number 11, Eric Edwards, a 6'3 senior. At the other forward, it will be number 10, Adam Getz, a 6'1 sophomore. Getz had a tough night shooting the ball against Wilmington, but Finley picked things up for him during the game. Tyler Maynow will be in the middle. He's number 40, a 6'8 senior. And at the guard positions, the seniors, number 12, Jordan Henry, a 5'9 senior. And Andrew Finley, who had 26 against Wilmington, a season high, he is number 20, a 5'9 senior. So it's Edwards and Getz at the forwards. Mano in the middle. Jordan Henry and Andrew Finley will be at the guard positions for Toby Kerrigan's Mount St. Joseph Lions in his seventh year. 91 career wins against 70 defeats. He is assisted by Justin Ray and Rich Morris. The Lions will be adorned in their home gold uniforms tonight with the blue lettering and white trim. And for Ohio, I knew I was going to do that, for Case Western Reserve because Case Western and Ohio Northern have virtually the same uniforms. Case Western Reserve in the all-black uniforms here tonight. And they've got the white numerals and gold trim. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen to get this thing going. We'll tip off tomorrow at 1 o'clock, so we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 12.30 here from the Harrington Center, and that will be against Washington out of St. Louis, Missouri. And then the second game will have Ohio Northern playing in the second ball game, and they will tip that one off at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, about 25 minutes after the second game is over, and that will be here against Case Western Reserve. And as I said, that will be at 3 o'clock. So we're about set to go here for this one. Lions will be going from left to right. It is Edwards and Nally in the center circle. Set to get this one underway. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight. Lions are going to play in a defensive set jump ball position against the taller Nolly, who is 6'6", and he easily wins the tip into the backcourt, and it goes to Inaldi. So we are underway here at the Harrington Center. On the left-hand side is Hanson, who's starting now tonight. They've got a change in their starting lineup. Out front, ball stolen away by Getz. Getz will bring it up on the run on the first turnover, lays it up with the left hand. No, he got bumped. Ball tapped out of bounds, and it went right into the hands of Hanson as he was trying to sneak it back inbounds. So the ball will remain with the Lions. We've played 23 seconds. Lions have the basketball, and Henry will put it in play right of his own bucket. 
Henry lobs it in play out front to Edwards. Edwards right elbow gets it back to Henry. Dribbles to the free throw line. Now to Finley drives inside the lane. Reverse layup with the left hand. Good. So Andrew Finley starts out where he left off on Tuesday night with 26. He's got his first two, and the Lions lead it two to nothing. Into the front court is Inaldi. Inaldi goes over on the right hand side to Darius Inzar, who's into the ballgame now. He puts up the shot from the left-hand side. No good. Andrew Finley with the rebound. Finley brings it up the left-hand side to Getz. Bounce pass left of the lane. It goes to Edwards. Backing in. Trying to back in against the bigger and stronger T.J. Duckett. And the ball is no good. And the ball gets knocked out of bounds. And it will go back to Case Western Reserve. They averaged 109 points in their first two ball games and lost both. Bringing it up on the right-hand side is Inaldi. Inaldi goes right side to Hanson. Hanson underneath the ducket. Right block. Turnaround shot. Missed everything. Tipped up off the glass now. And the rebound taken out of a crowd by Henry. Henry will bring it up from left to right for the Lions. On the right side to Finley. Down to the right block. He'll put up the floater from the right baseline. Nope. Rebound. Finley got his own rebound loose on the baseline. And then Finley dribbled it on the baseline and out of bounds. And it will go back to Case Western Reserve. Not much Finley could do on that play. He got caught between three taller Case Western Reserve players. Inaldi will bring it up, and he's looking for Masialonis, and now Masialonis has got it right sideline. Top of the key to Nally. Nally goes left-hand side to Inzar. Inzar swings it around to Masialonis. Masialonis top of the circle on the left side to Inzar. Now to Hanson, left corner. Back out front to Inzar. Nanamasialonis at the left wing. Look for the three. Three on the shot clock to Duckett. Duckett's going to drive the lane. Put it up with the right hand on the left side. Good. Duckett ties the game, and Case used every bit of the 30-second shot clock. Gets 17.55 left to go. Left of the lane. It goes to Edwards. He'll drive around Duckett. Laid up with the right hand. Good. Edwards has got to use his speed and quickness against the bigger Duckett tonight because Duckett goes about 6'6", probably about 280 pounds. Underneath Duckett inside the lane goes out to Masialonis for the long three. Got it. First three of the ball game. And the Lions now are down on the scoreboard at 5-4. to four. Finley brings it up, gets it on the right elbow to Edwards. Edwards holding up the basketball, goes right side to Getz around a pick by Edwards to the free throw line, give and go. Back to Edwards, drives the lane up and in. Edwards with four, and the Lions have regained the lead at 6-5. 17.09 left to go in the first half. On the left-hand side is Inaldi. Inaldi goes right to Hanson. Right wing Hanson, back out front, and it goes to Inzar. Inzar, the freshman, he's a 6-1 sophomore, excuse me. On the right-hand side, Hanson, right of the lane. Bounce pass underneath the ducket, right block, backs in against Edwards. Throws it up over his head, and it went in, but they're going to call a traveling violation on Duckett as he shuffled the feet. So don't count the bucket. That's the second turnover of the night against the Spartans. 6-5, Lions on top of it with 16.45 remaining in the first half. Finley will bring it up from left to right. Bounce pass to Edwards, left of the circle inside the arc. Dribbles to the free throw line, and Duckett is laying off of him big time, playing down in the middle. Bounce pass Finley, now to the right wing. It goes to Duckett, to Edwards. Edwards backing in against Duckett, put up a hook shot right side. Got it to go. Edwards has got six, and he's using that speed down low, and it's 8-5 Lions, their biggest lead of the evening. 
Holly on the right-hand side to Inaldi. Inaldi with the basketball looking out front. He's going to dribble to the top of the key on the right wing. It goes to Hanson. Hanson around a pick by Duckett, top of the key. Got the ball taken away by Getz. Getz will bring it up the other way on the run, the three-on-two. Getz will pull up for the free-throw line. Jumper good. Getz with his first two, and the Lions have doubled things up on the Spartans with 15.50 left to go in this first half. It's 10-5. Into the front court is Inaldi. Gets it underneath the Duckett. Duckett put it up. Missed it. Got his own rebound. Laid it up and in. Duckett with four. And it's 10-7. Lions on top of it. And wholesale substitutions coming in for both clubs at the next buzzer. 2-3 zone defense now shown by Case. Gets on the right-hand side to Finley. Finley down on the right baseline. Henry back out to the right wing to Finley. Around the horn to the left wing to Getz. Bounce pass underneath Edwards. Pump fake. Put it up with the left hand. Left side. Got it. Edwards has got eight. And boy, he is not showing any signs of fear against the 6'6", 280-pound T.J. Duckett. 12-7, Lions lead it on the right-hand side. Inaldi puts up the long three. No good, and Jordan Henry got the rebound. He brings it up the left sideline to the wing to the three-point arc between the legs dribble. Drives inside the lane, puts up the 12-footer. Got it! Jordan Henry with two. Timeout, Case. 14.57 left to go in this first half. Your score from the Harrington Center. It's the Lions, 14, and Case Western Reserve. Seven. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. 14.57 left to go in this first half of play. And Todd McGinnis using his first time out because the Lions have doubled things up on the Spartans. 14-7. Now they put in full court pressure. And bringing it up the floor into the ball game is Mike Volkening. Volkening has got the basketball for Case. He's being guarded by Liam Rabe, who's in now for the Lions. Rabe is out onto the floor along with Getz, Edwards, also in Jake Cropper, and Henry is out on the floor for the Lions. On the right side with the basketball is Michael Hollis. Michael Hollis from the right baseline put up the two and got it. So Hollis has got his first two. He just checked into the ballgame, and it's 14-9. Man-to-man now shown by the Spartans. Cropper inside the arc. Now gets it on the left-hand side to Ray. Bounce pass left-hand side to Edwards. Edwards boxing up against Hollis. Spins in against him. Now puts up the right-hand hook shot. Good. Edwards is on the way to his career high. He's got 10, and it's 16-9 Lions. Into the front court is Volkening. Volkening with the basketball goes left-hand side to Masialuna. Masialuna dumps it down low to Hansen. Now back outside to Volkening for the long three. Got it. Volkening with his first three of the ball game coming off the bench. And it's 16-12 Lions. Into the front court. Rabe gets it off to Cropper. Bounce pass right of the lane. It goes to Edwards. Now back out front Cropper. Cropper left of the circle, dribbles up top of the key. On the left-hand side, Rabe. Bounce pass on the left baseline to Edwards. Edwards backing in on the play against Nolly. Now down to the right block. He's going to put it up underneath. Nolly, no good. Edwards got his own rebound. Kicks it out front against for the long three. Left wing, got it. 
Edwards kept that one alive. Gets has got five, and it's 19-12. Lions lead it with 13 minutes to go in the half. Into the front court is Volkening. Volkening on the right-hand side to Masiolunas. Masiolunas now to Analdi. Analdi back to Volkening. Walking with it, dribbles around and picks up by Nolly, goes on the left-hand side to Inaldi. Inaldi dribbles down to the left corner, got the ball knocked free, picked it back up, and gets it back out right to Masiolunas. Five on the shot clock, Masiolunas left wing, looking, he's going to have to force up a shot, missed everything, and the shot clock violation will give it back to the Lions, leading it by seven. Finley back into the ball game, and Eric Edwards is going to get a well-deserved breather. So is Jordan Henry, and Connor Mislowski is coming back into the ball game, a 6-2 senior, his first appearance tonight. But Edwards leaves with 10 points and two rebounds in the ball game. Boy, he has started out this one like a house of fire. Now 2-3 zone defense shown by Case. And the Lions have the basketball to Finley on the left-hand side. Gets now between the circles. Around a pick by Mislowski down on the left baseline to Rabe for the 15-footer. One dribble, got it. Rabe has got two in the ball game. His first two, nine-point Lion lead, 21-12. to 12. Into the front court comes Volkening. Volkening's got three points. He is a 6-1 freshman. On the left-hand side, it goes to Kayla. Kayla's into the ball game now, and Kayla's a 6-4 sophomore. Back underneath the Ducket. Ducket snuck back into the ball game. How he snuck in, I don't know. He's 6'6", 280, and he puts the shot up from five up and in. Duckett with six points in the ball game. He leads the Spartans, and they are down by seven, 21-14. Getz on the left side in the front court. Pulls up for the long three left. We got it. Boy, Getz, you can tell when he's feeling it and when he's not. And right now, he's feeling it. He's got eight, and a 24-14. Lions have opened up a 10-point lead. Into the front court are the Spartans on the right-hand side, Volkening. Top of the key to Kayla. On the left side, it goes to Inaldi. Inaldi guarded by Mislowski. Back out front to Kayla. Now right of the circle to Hanali. Nine on the shot clock. On the left-hand side, Volkening back over to Inaldi for the long three. Won't go. Rebound's going to go out of bounds, and it will go back to the Lions. 11.04 left to go in this first half. First game went to Washington out of St. Louis, Missouri. They're the ninth-ranked team in the country. They defeated Ohio Northern 77-73. to And the Lions will play Washington tomorrow at 1 o'clock here at the Harrington Center. Finley's going to drive inside the lane, kick it back out front to Mislowski for the long three, top side, no good, and Rabe chased down the rebound. Rabe on the right-hand side goes back to Finley. 10.45 left to go in this first half. Shot clock at 24. Pump fake proper, left wing for the 15-footer from the elbow. Got it. Jake Cropper, his first two, and it's a 12-point Lion lead. Easily the biggest lead the Lions have had this season. On the left-hand side, Inaldi, top of the key, Nally on the right side. It goes to Kayla, dumps it underneath the Ducket, right block, laid it up and in, and he's fouled. So Ducket has got eight points in the ball game, and the foul is on Tyler Mano. Mano with his first, and that is the first against either team in this ballgame. Duckett has got eight, and he goes to the line looking to complete the three-point play. He's from St. Anselm's 
High School out of Washington, D.C. Puts that up off the side iron. Goes out of bounds. Last touch by Nolly, and it will stay with the Lions after that missed free throw. They've got him listed at 6'7", 215. He may be 6'7", but he ain't 215, folks. 26-16, up the floor. Finley comes the other way. He's going to drive the length of the floor, lay it up. It's blocked out of bounds by Masialonis, and Masialonis has a few words for Finley as he walks behind him. Finley will put the ball in play. He's on the left side of his bucket. The official says, no, it's got to be over here on the right side. Now Henry, Edwards, and Getz will check in for the Lions. Mislowski, Rabe, and Finley will leave. 26-16, Mount St. Joseph with the lead with 10-12 left to go in the half. 24 on the shot clock. Edwards left of the circle. Hands it off to Henry to the free throw line. Dips it off to Getz. Top of the key. Three. No good off the back iron. And the rebound takes down by Hollis. Hollis will lead the break up the floor to the top of the key behind the back dribble. Gets it back over on the left-hand side to Masialonis. Masialonis crossover in front of Henry to the left side of the lane. Dumped it off underneath the ducket. Lost on the baseline. Out of bounds. Last touch by Mino. So it will stay with the Lions. Excuse me. With the Spartans. Masialonis got caught up in the air and tried to dump it off underneath the ducket. Ducket didn't even know it was coming, but, you know, got his hands on it. Putting it in play is Volkening. Gets it off the ducket, left baseline, just runs right over the top of Eric Edwards and knocked him over in the offensive foul. Called against T.J. Ducket, and Ducket doesn't even argue the call. Now Ducket looks over to Todd McGinnis and says, yeah, I did it. I kind of got the impression that maybe he just wanted the official to make the call because, boy, he just put his shoulder down and bowled right over the top of double E. Henry's going to throw the long baseball pass up the floor to Mano. Mano's got it. He's going to drive inside the lane and put it up against Hollis. No good, but Mano got his own rebound and gets it back out front to Getz. Now top of the circle to Henry. Right elbow to Edwards. Edwards looking underneath, and a foul away from the ball will be called on the Spartans. And that is going to be on Monte Caleb. Kayla with his first and the second foul of the ball game against Case. Lions have one, 26-16, 23 in the shot clock. Henry will put the ball in play on left of his own bucket. Bounce pass into Edwards in the right corner in front of the arc. Now dribbles up to the lane. Edwards inside the lane. Dumps it underneath against Duckett. Put it up and in with a left hand. Boy, Edwards is putting on a post-move clinic against Duckett. He's got 12 in the ballgame, and that is the margin of the lead by the Lions right now with 9.15 to go in the half. Kayla with it between the circles goes to Volkening for the Spartans. Volkening with the basketball, one of the freshmen that they've got on the right side, Duckett. Duckett drives in against Edwards, put it up off the glass and good. Duckett's got 10. It's almost like he thinks if anything Edwards can do, he can do better. Up the floor, Cropper, right wing, three, drill back. Cropper with three, his first of the ball game. He's got five total, and it's 31-18. Lions with a 13-point lead, 8.42 to go in this half. Sideline right is Kayla, top of the key, Volkening. Volkening with the right-hand dribble, looks for Masialonis and gets it to him out near the timeline. Masialonis around a pick by Hollis to the left-hand side. Eight on the shot clock, dumps it off the Duckett inside, backs in against Edwards, puts up the right-hand hook, good. Ducket with 12, and now a timeout will be taken by Case Western Reserve. 8.22 left to go in this first half. 
and your score from the Harrington Center. It is the Lions 31 in Case Western Reserve 20. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern has moved. They're not just yards behind their old location into the Delhi Plaza, but only the location changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed family-style atmosphere. With a full menu of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern, a proud member of the community, open every day at 11, now in the Delhi Plaza. Second time out of the first half taken by Todd McGinnis and the Spartans, so they've got four left in this ballgame. 8.20 left to go in the first half, 31-20. Lions lead it by 11, full court pressure put on by the Spartans after the T.O., and the Lions break it. They get it down to the right corner to Mano, puts it up, no good, and the rebound taken down by Hollis. He'll bring it up from right to left for the Spartans. Stops left of the circle, out front to Inaldi. Inaldi, who's back into the ball game, he's got three points in the contest. Goes left-hand side to Masiolonis, top of the key to Hollis. Hollis dribbles in against Henry, and they'll call a foul, I guess, on Jordan Henry. I'm not sure why. He had his hands up in the air and really wasn't even touching Inaldi on the drive. But nonetheless, Jordan Henry has got his first. And the second against the Lions is a team 20 on the shot clock. 7.55 left on the game clock. Putting it in play is Sam Hansen. He's from Moeller High School, by the way, 6'3 sophomore here in Cincinnati. Hansen inbounds it right of the lane to Duckett, faces up against Edwards, dribbles down, backs him down, right baseline, puts up the hook, shot off the glass. Nope. And the rebound taken down by Edwards. He's got three rebounds tonight. Up the floor is Getz on the right hand side with 7.42 left to go in the first half. Getz right side, down on the right. Sideline, it goes now on the baseline to Edwards, double teamed inside pass, goes to Finley driving inside, laid it up and in. I don't know how in the world Edwards ever saw Finley cutting to the basket, but he did. Andrews got his fourth point of the game and it's a 13 point Lions lead. Hollis on the right hand side to Kayla, now to Duckett, out front to Inaldi. Inaldi down in the left corner. Dribbling in against Henry. Dribbles up to the left wing. Now back out front to Caleb. Caleb looks for a pick by Duckett. Gets him to him top of the key. On the left-hand side, Inaldi. Seven on the shot clock. Underneath the Duckett. Knocked free by Edwards. Pulled out of the air by Finley. Finley lost the handle. Dishes it off to Getz in the backcourt, and he'll bring it across the timeline. Getz top of the circle. Left wing, Mano for the long three from the left side. No good. Spun it in and out, and the rebound comes down to Duckett. He'll clear it up the floor to Caleb. Now right of the circle to Duckett. Gets it off. To Masialonis and check out Inaldi. Put it up with the left hand. No tips up and in by Duckett. Duckett's got 14 in the ball game. And it's 33-22. Lions lead it by 11 with six and a half minutes left to go in this first half. Jordan Henry goes left hand side to Finley. Now to Getz. Getz with the top of the circle to Henry. Henry looking in against a 1-2-2 zone against the Spartans. Back to Getz right side. Looking underneath for Edwards. Now back out front to the left wing to Finley. Top of the key, Henry. Seven on the shot clock. Right baseline, Mano from the right block. Put up an air ball. Pulled out of the air by Hollis. 
He'll bring it up the floor on the run. It's three on five. So he backs it out, goes down into the left corner to Hanson. Hanson will drive the lane, throw up a shot. No, and he's fouled on the way to the bucket. So the Lions will get hit with the foul, and that's Tyler Mano, his second. And the third against the Lions as a team. This has been a fairly well-played first half for both ball clubs. Case has got three turnovers. The Lions just one. Going line left is Hanson. And the team fouls are three to two. The Lions have it. Cam Stewart into the ball game along with Jake Cropper. Mano leaves and so does Henry. Hanson hit the first free throw. So the sophomore from Moeller has his first point. Second one bounces off the front iron. No good. And it's taken down by Double E. He'll get it up the floor to Getz into the front court to the top of the circle with 5.50 remaining in the first half. On the left side to Cam Stewart against the 1-2-2. Now off to Finley. Finley around a pick by Edwards down on the right corner to Getz. Puts up the three. No good. Edwards tapped it out front but taken away by Kayla. Kayla will bring it up the length of the floor. Takes the step, the European step, all the way to the bucket. No. Tipped up and in by Duckett. It'll go and a foul is called on the Lions. Duckett will get count the bucket, and the foul is called on Cam Stewart. Cameron Stewart, the freshman, with his first personal foul. Duckett has got 16 points in the ball game, and he'll go to the line looking for 17 with 5.32 remaining in the first half. Duckett completes the three-point play. He's got 17. And it's 33-26. Lions lead it now by seven. Full court pressure put on by the Spartans, but the Lions break it. Proper up to Stewart, now off to Getz. Getz in the front court between the circles. Bounce pass to Finley, dribbles up between the circles. And goes sideline left to Stewart, back to Getz. Top of the circle, around a pick by Cropper. Bounce pass to Finley, right corner. Finley to the right side of the lane. Dribbles across the lane. Back out front to Cropper. Seven on the shot clock to Finley. Long, left wing three, no good. Tipped up and in by Edwards, and it'll count. And he's fouled. Edwards went up between two Spartans and tipped the ball in. Bucket will count. Edwards has got 14 in the ball game, and this will be his first trip to the strike here tonight. He's got five rebounds, two of them offensive. Foul is called on Hollis. That is his first. And Edwards drills the free throw. So it's the Edwards and Duckett show tonight. Edwards has got 15 points, 5 rebounds, 1 of 1 from the line. Two of those rebounds are offensive. And Duckett, 3 rebounds. He's got 2 offensive rebounds. 17 points, 1 of 2 from the line. On the right-hand side is Hanson. And Hanson drills the right corner 3. He's got 4 in the ball game, And it's 36-29. The Spartans just keep hanging around. Henry against the 1-2-2 half-court trap. Goes on the left sideline to Cropper. He'll put up the three. Nope. Rebound taken now by Henry in the lane. Back to Cropper. Drives baseline left. Laid it up and in. Cropper has got seven in the ball game, And it's 38-29 Lions. Inaldi goes top of the key to Hollis. Hollis got the ball knocked free. Goes back, picks it up. Off to Inaldi to Kayla left side. Kayla around a pick by Duckett on the right side to Inaldi. Right sideline, it goes to Hanson for the long three again. Got it again. Sam Hanson putting on a show in his hometown. He's got seven on two three-pointers, and it's 38-32 with four minutes remaining in the half. 
Lions with the lead and the ball. Top of the key, Edwards. Edwards on the right-hand side. It goes to Getz, and he'll dribble to the free-throw line, pull up for the 15-footer straight away. No good. And Hollis got the rebound, and suddenly now the Lions have gone cold with 3.45 remaining in the half. Hanson on the left-hand side to Inaldi. Now left elbow to Hollis back up front. Hanson left of the circle. Got it! Hanson has got 10. He's hit three threes in a row, and it's 38-35. Lions with the three-point lead. Edwards on the left-hand side. Henry. Lions have gone cold, and Hanson has lit it up. Henry's got it between the circles. 3.20 left to go on the game clock. 13 on the shot clock. On the right side, gets Now to Henry. Henry around a pick by Cropper. He'll pull up for the left elbow 15-footer. Off the back and front iron, no good. And the rebound taken down by Duckett. Duckett gets it up the floor. On the left-hand side to Hollis. Now to Inaldi, to Kayla. Right side, Hanson. Underneath the Duckett. Knocked away by Edwards. Saved back in on the baseline. Ball loose in the sideline. Last touched by Hanson. And it will go back to the Lions. Boy, it took the official a long time to signal that one as to which direction it was going to go. Getz is out. Stewart is out. Ray back into the ball game. And Finley is back into the contest. But Edwards is tugging at his shorts. I think he needs a breather. On the left side, Cropper, left corner. Cropper now dribbles up to the wing against the 1-2-2. Well, now they switched it to a man-to-man, excuse me, for the Spartans. On the right side is Finley with 2.35 remaining on the game clock. On the left side is Henry. Henry dribbles left of the circle, put it up from 12. No good. And the rebound taken down by Hollis. He's got five tonight. Brings it up the right side. Dribbles in against Henry, but he's shut off. Now to Inaldi. Inaldi inside the circle. The Hanson on the breakaway laid it up and in. Hanson has got 12 in the ball game. And it's 38-37. This is the closest the Spartans have been since they led the ball game early. Finley with the top of the key. Has the basketball, looks for the shot, dribbles inside the lane, dumps it off on the right corner to Cropper, now dribbles it up to the wing. Two minutes to go in the first half. Cropper with the basketball, lobs a pass over on the left-hand side to Ray, back to Cropper, seven on the shot clock, bounce pass underneath Edwards, if Duckett put up the shot, no, and Duckett will get hit with the foul. And Todd McGinnis is just incredulous about the call. Duckett called for the foul, his second of the ball game. And let's see what Todd McGinnis decides to do with his all-conference center. And he's going to pull it. He will bring into the ball game Brian Domke. Domke is 6'5", center. He's number 25. Edwards will go line right. Shooting two. And he put the first one up, and it's no good. So Domke into the ball game. And leaving is Duckett with those two personal fouls. Dumpke out of Hoffman Estates High School. William Fremd over in Illinois. Second one by Edwards. He's got 15. Missed the first one. Missed the second one. Line drive it off the back iron and taken down by Hollis. Hollis gets it up the floor into the front court between the circles with a minute 40 to go in the half. Hollis with it, left of the circle on the left wing, now to Masiolinas. Masiolinas with a right-hand dribble inside the lane, dumps it off underneath. Two, Domke laid it up, won't go, and a foul is going to be called on the play on Domke. Domke just blew the layup, and then out of frustration, hammered Edwards on the rebound. 
38-37 Lions lead it by a point with a minute and a half to go in this first half of play. Again, three-quarter court trap shown by Case Western Reserve. Finley on the right-hand side goes to Cropper down in the right corner. Back out front to Finley. He's all alone for the long three right in the circle. No good. Cropper's going to tap it out front to Henry. Henry with the basketball pulls it back out, and we've got a reset on the shot clock. On the right side is Finley. Top of the key, Henry. On the left wing, Cropper. Left corner to Rabe. Rabe dribbles it up to the left wing with a minute to go in the first half. Henry back out front to Finley. Finley with a left-hand dribble inside the lane. Dumps it off underneath the Edwards. All alone, left side, got it. Edwards with 17. Boy, those two work together, but they've done that for the last four years. 40 to 37, Lions lead of 45 seconds left to go in the half. 20 on the shot clock. Inaldi on the left-hand side to Domke. Back to Masialunas. He'll shoot the long three. Air ball. Pulled out of the air by Henry, but he stepped out of bounds before he could save it. Good thing, because he threw it right into the hands of Hanson of Case. 40 to 37, Lions with a three-point lead. Shot clock reset to 30, and there's 35 on the game clock, so the Lions should get... Yeah, there was... The ball never hit the rim. So now they're going to take the shot clock and put it at 12. Yeah, the shot by Masiolunas never hit the rim. So they'll reset the shot clock to 12. Inbounds pass to Hanson. Top of the key, Hollis. Hollis for the Spartans. Dribbles, backs in, down into the lane. Fall away, seven-footer in the lane, won't go. Rebound chased down in the corner by Edwards. Edwards double-teamed, he'll dribble out of the double-team. Got the ball stolen away by Hollis. Back inside the lane to Inaldi. He'll lay it up and in. Inaldi with five in the ball game, and it's a one-point Lions lead. 13 seconds to go, and the Lions will hold it for the last shot of the half. Lions with the basketball into the hands of their senior, Finley. And Finley is going to be fouled, and that's one of the fouls, really, that Case had to give. They've got 16 fouls now, so the Lions will just put the ball in on the side. Next shot, next foul will be a shot foul. Into the ball game now is Kai Fletcher, a 6'7 freshman out of Scottsdale, Arizona. And Domke will leave. 5.8 seconds left to go in this first half. Henry will put the ball in play just to the left of the Case Western Reserve bench. Inbounds it to Cropper. Back to Henry. Free throw line. Jumper. Got it! Jordan Henry with four in the ball game. And that'll do it here at the end of the first half of play in the second game of the tip-off classic here tonight from Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Your score here at half. It is the Mount St. Joseph Lions 42 and Case Western Reserve 39. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, it's the Eric Edwards and T.J. Duckett show for tonight here in the first half. Edwards has got 17 points. Duckett has got 17 points. And the Lions have a three-point lead, 42-39 here at halftime. The women's Lions basketball team won earlier this afternoon as they won over at Spalding, 72-60. They are now 3-1 and one on the season. And in the first game earlier tonight, tomorrow's opponent at 1 o'clock, Washington out of St. Louis, Missouri, the number nine team in the country, stayed unbeaten at 4-0 and as they defeated Ohio Northern, 77 to 73. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to take a look at the high school football championship game matchups for this coming weekend in Canton, Ohio, and we'll do that after this timeout. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace heart safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something, and I'm alive. The middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of your comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. 
And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find what will best fit you. Dave Mitchell back here at halftime where it's 42-39. Lions lead it by three here in the second game of the tip-off classic at the Harrington Center. This coming weekend, there's going to be seven championship football games that will be going on in Canton, Ohio, home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And these games are going to be taking place at the Fawcett Field. And that's where they always play the Hall of Fame game every year. And if you've ever been to Canton, it's right next door to the Hall of Fame. The NFL has put in a lot of money into renovations into Fawcett Stadium. So... If you get an opportunity to go up there next weekend and take a look at one of these seven championship games, you should take the opportunity to do that. Because on Thursday, the Division II championship game, it'll be Akron Archbishop Hoban at 13-1 and playing for the Division II state title against Cincinnati Winton Woods at 13-1. and That game's going to kick off at 7.30 from Fawcett Stadium. Then on Friday, there are three games. The first one kicks off at 10 a.m., and that'll be the Division 7 game with number 5 Cuyahoga Heights at 12-1 and playing Minster at 10-4. and At 3 p.m., undefeated Pemberville Eastwood at 14-0. and They're the number one ranked team in the state taking on, also unbeaten, Wheelersburg, the third ranked team in the state at 14-0. That's the Division 5 championship game. And the D1 championship game will kick off at 8 o'clock on Friday. That has number 8. Pickerington Central at 13 and 1, taking on number six Mentor at 13 and 1. Also, and as I said, that game kicks off at 8 o'clock on Saturday. There'll be three more championship games in Division Six. It's number one, Maria Stein, Marion Local. It's either Marion Local or Coldwater. They get there every other year. This year, it's the Marion Local year, and they are 14 and 0. They will take on number two, Kirtland at 14-0 also. That game will kick off at 10 a.m. Number one, Steubenville at 14-0. They will kick off at 3 o'clock in the Division Four championship game against Clarksville, Clinton, Massey. They are 13-1 and ranked 7th in the state. And finally, the final game of seven next weekend in Division Three, Dresden Tri-Valley at 13-1 and takes number one, Trotwood Madison to the field. They are 14-0 and and that will kick off at 8 p.m. So there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 unbeaten teams that will take to the field next weekend in the state football high school championships. About seven and a half minutes away from the kickoff, I should say the tip-off of the second half of tonight's ball game. We'll be back to take a look at the stats right after this. Everybody knows that high school sports generate suspense, excitement, and drama. They also generate higher grade point averages, stronger work habits, and greater self-esteem. Everybody knows that high school sports give us more value for our entertainment dollar. They also give us leaders committed to strengthening communities right here in Ohio. The true value of playing sports in school can't be measured in wins and losses or dollars and cents. Studies show that participation in sports, along with other extracurricular activities, is one of the best ways to teach leadership, cooperation, accountability, and other invaluable life skills. Don't just stand on the sidelines. Encourage the young people you know to get in the game. When you do, you'll be helping them get ahead in life. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. 
This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. There are over 360,000 NCAA student-athletes. And just about all of us will be going pro in something other than sports. The NCAA reminds us to ask ourselves, what will we do? Over the last 100 years, the NCAA has helped millions of student-athletes find their power outside the field, court, and rink. NCAA, celebrating 100 years of student-athlete. Well, this one's been a good one. We're in halftime, 42-39. Lions on top of it by three. Let's take a look at the individual stats for tonight's ballgame. First of all, for the Lions, they're being led by Eric Edwards, 17 points tonight. Eight of ten from the field. One of three from the line. He has got four rebounds, three assists in the ballgame. Seven points going to Jake Cropper. Cropper, three of four from the field, one of two from three-point range for his seven points. Eight points going to Adam Getz, who's three of seven from the field, two of four from the line. He's got one assist tonight and two steals. Four points each going to Jordan Henry and Andrew Finley in the ballgame. They have combined for two assists, and they are four of ten from the field combined in the ballgame, and all of two from three-point range. And two points going to Liam Rabe, who's one for one from the field. The Lions as a team shot 19 of 37 from the field for 51.5%. From three-point range, they were three of 11 for 27.3%, and they were only one of three from the charity stripe for 33%. The only person going to the line was Eric Edwards here this evening. Now for Case Western Reserve, they're being led by T.J. Duckett. Duckett's got 17 points, 8 of 11 from the field, 1 of 2 from the line. He's got 5 rebounds in the ballgame and 2 personal fouls. By the way, Tyler Mano has got 2 personal fouls for the Lions also. 12 points going to Sam Hansen. Boy, did he light things up late in the first half. He went 4 for 5 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3-point range, and 1 of 2 from the free throw line for his 12 points in the contest. Five points going to Antonio Inaldi. Inaldi was two of three from the field, one of two from three-point range for his five points. Three points going to Michael Volkening. Volkening in 15 minutes, one of one from the field and one of one from three-point range for his three points. And Michael Hollis had two points tonight, five rebounds, one of two from the field. And he also dished out three assists in the ballgame. Case shot 16 of 27 from the field for 59.3%. From three-point range, they were 5 of 9 for 55. They came in averaging 33-point shots a game. The Lions have held them to 9 in this first half, but they've shot 5 of 9 from three-point range. And in the first half from the line, they were 2 for 4 for 50% in the contest. If you look at the other team stats in the ballgame as far as rebounds are concerned, total rebounds, the Lions had 18 to 13 for Case Western Reserve. Lions had nine offensive rebounds to just three for the Spartans in that first half. Steals, the Lions had three steals to just one for Case Western Reserve. And turnovers, fairly well played first half, seven turnovers in the ballgame case while the Lions just gave the ball over two times in the first half of play and right now you've got a three point Lions lead and like we said it has been the T.J. Duckett and Eric Edwards show. Boy when you compare the line score for both of these ball club, both of these players 
They've each got 17 points in the ballgame. Edwards one of three from the line. Duckett one of two. Duckett has got four rebounds tonight, two of them offensive, while Edwards has got seven rebounds in the ballgame, and he's got two offensive rebounds. Now, whomever is going to get more help out of the rest of their teammates is probably the one that's going to win this game tonight. The Lions have already won one game today, and that was the women's basketball team over in Spalding when they defeated Spalding by the final score of 72-60. to They are now 3-1 and on the season, and the Lions will be at home on Tuesday to take on center. And that game, excuse me, will not be at home. That will be down in Danville, Kentucky, and that will begin at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. 42-39, Lions lead it here in men's basketball in the tip-off classic. And we'll be back with second half play-by-play here on UltimateSportsTalk.com right after this. This Mount St. Joseph basketball broadcast has been made possible by Interblessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. Murphy's Promotions, call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University, the Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio, and by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Exclusive access, premium tickets, travel and hospitality, all from one source. Take your experience to VIP level with the NCAA experience. The 2018 NCAA Final Four. March 31st and April 2nd at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Visit NCAA.com slash VIP today. Tomorrow, the tip-off class continues at the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University, and the Lions will get things underway in Game 1 of the day when they take on the ninth-ranked Washington University at 1 o'clock. Then Ohio Northern and Case Western Reserve hit the court around 3. This is Dave Mitchell. Here the Lions play Sunday, beginning with the pregame show at 12.30 and the tip-off at 1. It's the tip-off classic this weekend, and it can be heard Sunday on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 42-39, your score here tonight. Lions lead it by three. Case comes out with Duckett, Hansen, Inaldi, Masialunas, and Hollis on the floor for the Spartans. And for the Lions, they'll be going from right to left, and they've got the basketball to open up the second half of play. Finley is out on the floor with Mano. He's got two personal fouls. Henry has got the basketball along with Edwards, and on also on the floor is Adam Getz. Top of the key is Finley. Goes down in the left corner to Getz. Pulls up for the 7-footer. Left baseline. Crawled off the iron. No good. Rebound loose and it comes down into the hands of Masialonis. Masialonis didn't play much in that first half. Goes on the right wing to Inaldi. Top of the key, Hollis. And a foul away from the ball is going to be called on Eric Edwards. Edwards with his first personal foul here in the second half. It's the first foul against the Lions. Masia Lunas only played 10 minutes of the 20 in that first half, and he's their point guard. And he wasn't in any kind of foul trouble. Masia Lunas gets the inbounds pass off the right baseline, put it up no good, and the rebound taken down by Adam Getz. Getz gets it up the floor into the front court to Henry, back to Getz, swings it around to Mano, sideline right to Henry, back out front, Mano, top of the circle. On the left-hand side, Henry. Henry with 19-20 left to go in the second half, goes off on the right wing to Henry, put it up, or excuse me, Finley, no good. And T.J. Duckett took down the rebound. 
Up the floor on the right side is Hanson for the long three off the back iron. No good. Rebound taken off the floor by Finley. Finley will bring it up the other way for the Lions. They lead it by three. Nobody has scored here in the second half, and we've played a minute. Henry's going to drive inside the lane, put it up in front of Duckett on the floater. No good. And Hollis took down his seventh rebound of the night. Hollis brings it up to the top of the circle. Feeds left-hand side to Inaldi. Inaldi dribbles around a pick by Hollis at the top of the key. Now to Masialunas. Sideline left. Masialunas dribbles down to the left baseline. And an offensive foul with the off-arm. Masialunas pushed off with his right arm as he was dribbling down on the left-hand side. So on Masialunas, that is his first personal foul of the evening. And the first against Case here in the second half. 42-39, again the three-quarter court trap put on by the Spartans, but the Lions break it. Mano's going to drive right side, lay it up with a right hand, good. Tyler Mano with his first two, and it's a five-point Lions lead. Sideline left is Hanson, out front to Hollis. Hollis, well he may be 6'6", but boy he handles the ball a lot for the Spartans. Dribbles down against Mano, right side of the lane. Look for the 15-footer. Dishes it off on the right side to Masialunas. Underneath the duck. It spins to the baseline. Put it up. Blocked from behind by Tyler Maynell. Pulled out of the air by Henry. Henry brings it up from right to left. He'll drive inside the lane. And Henry's going to get caught with pushing off on the off arm. And he did it. He went in for the layup. Took the European step and pushed off. That'll be his second personal of the night. Team fouls. Lions with two, Case with one. By the way, if you're interested in the timeouts, Lions have all six remaining. And Case has four left. They used two in the first half. Masialunas, top of the circle to Duckett, playing away from the basket now. Off on the right side, Inaldi, and now a foul away from the ball offensively. Called on Hanson. Hanson setting an illegal screen away from the ball. That is his first personal foul of the night. Second team foul. Cropper's into the ballgame now. Jordan Henry is going to sit down. So Cropper checks in with those seven points in the first half. Top of the key, Finley. Finley around a pick. He's going to drive down the left side of the lane. Lost it off his knee and out of bounds. Four turnovers in this ballgame now, and Henry is going to immediately pop off the bench for Finley, and Finley will leave the ballgame. He's got four points. He is not playing the way that he played on Tuesday night, which was easily the best he's played all season long, maybe in his career, when he had 26 points in the ballgame against Wilmington. 44-39, Lions lead it by 5, 17-20 to go in this first, third, uh, second half. Duckett with it on the left-hand side, and Duckett lays it up and in. Duckett now with 19 in the ballgame, and it's a three-point Lions lead. 17 minutes left to go in the ballgame. On the left baseline is Mano. Mano, long three, left corner, just grazed the back iron. Pulled out of the air, though, by Jake Cropper. Cropper with his first rebound of the night. Top side, left-hand side to Henry. Dribbles left in the lane. Kicks it off to Mano, right baseline. He's going to drive in against Duckett. Duckett blocked the shot. Pulled out of the air by Hanson. Hanson will bring it up from left to right. Right wing to Inaldi for three. Spun it in and out. No. Rebound loose, and the foul is going to be called underneath against the Lions. Boy, I'm not sure the official ever got his whistle blown. That's going to be on Tyler Mano down low. That's his third. And the third against the Lions as a team. Mano will leave, and 
Andrew Finley is going to check back into the ballgame, so the Lions will go small. Inbounds pass. Tomasi Alonis, sideline left, underneath the Hollis. Not a ducket. Ducket right of the lane. Laid it up in front of Edwards. Up and in. Duckett has got 21 in the ballgame, and it's 44-43, Lions with a one-point lead. Right side gets all alone, doesn't take the three-pointer. Right of the lane to Edwards, back out front to Henry. Henry to the free-throw line, left-hand side Finley all alone. He'll shoot the three-left wing, no good. Rebound knocked out of bounds by Edwards. It will go back to Case. 16-5 left to go in the ballgame, a one-point Lions lead, but the Spartans have the basketball, and they can take the lead on this possession for the first time in a long time. 44-43, and Inaldi will bring it across into the front court between the circles, top of the key. On the left wing to Hollis. Hollis right-hand side. It goes to Masialunas, and Masialunas walked with the basketball on the way to the bucket. So the turnover, and will immediately give the ball back to the Lions and find a spot on the bench for Masi Alunas. As coming back into the ball game will be Mike Volkening. He had three points in the first half. Henry on the right side. Lions with the one-point lead in the ball. Henry left of the circle. Top side. Two Moorhead is into the ball game. Mitch Moorhead, number 33, a 6'5 junior, checks in. Gets the ball down to Getz. Getz underneath the Moorhead. Put it up. Blocked from behind. Moorhead got the ball taken away and taken away by Volkening. Volkening will bring it up on the right-hand side. Volkening with the basketball. Hook pass to Duckett. Left of the lane. In against Moorhead. Backing in against Moorhead. Got the ball knocked free by Cropper. Duckett got it back. Put it up off the glass from the left side from five. Good. And he runs away laughing as he goes back up the floor. 45-44. Case now has taken the lead by a point. Henry on the right side, down to the right corner to Cropper, back out front Finley, over to Getz. Getz will put up the floater from the left side, around the rim, hung on the iron, won't go, and Duckett took down the rebound. Duckett is playing with more enthusiasm in the second half. 14.55 left to go in the ballgame, it's a one-point Spartans lead. Volkening on the left-hand side, Hollis is going to put the long left-wing three up, good. Hollis has got five in the ballgame, his first three, and Case has opened up their biggest lead of the night. At 4, 48-44, timeout, Mount St. Joseph and Toby Kerrigan. 14-40 left to go in that ballgame. Your score, it's now Case Western Reserve 48 and the Lions 44. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, Case is really warming things up from the field. They're shooting 57% from the field right now. 
while Mount St. Joseph's starting to cool down, they're at 43.5%. Sobe Kerrigan using his first time out of the ballgame. Lions come out onto the floor. Mislowski is into the ballgame for the first time here in the second half, along with Finley, Getz, Cropper, and Edwards. Duckett is out onto the floor, along with Hansen, Volkening, Inaldi, and also into the contest, Austin Lavitt. Lavitt is a 6'4 freshman who has just checked in. And Lavitt comes away with a steal. Up the floor to Hanson. Hanson's going to drive the length of the floor. Lay it up. No good. Rebound loose out front. Taken away by Cropper. Cropper leads the break. Three on two. He's going to go in for the layup. Knocked away from behind by Volkening and out of bounds. And it will stay with the Lions. Case with the lead. Here for the first time since the first two minutes of the ballgame. Inbounds pass. Goes to Finley. Down into the right corner to Cropper. Dribbles up to the wing. Now back to Finley. Between the circles on the left-hand side to Getz. Over to Mislowski. Stops inside the circle. Out front to Finley for the long right wing. Three. Got it! Boy, that was an NBA three. He's got seven. And the Lions are now within one at 48-47. Into the front court with under 14 minutes to go in the first half is Case. And they've got the basketball on the left-hand side. To Hanson goes to Inaldi. Inaldi back to Volkening. Volkening with it on the left-hand side. Lobs it under to Duckett. Double teamed out front to Hanson. Now to Inaldi for the long three. Won't go. Duckett got the rebound, but he went over the top of Edwards. And he is not happy with the call. Boy, he is about as demonstrative as you can get without getting a T, and that's his third. And the third against Case as a team, and Duckett will have to leave. He's got six rebounds tonight, 23 points to lead both clubs, but he's got three personal fouls. And Hollis has come back into the ballgame to take his place. 2-3 zone now by the Spartans. Left wing for the Lions is Henry. Top of the circle gets Gets around a pick by Cropper. Pulls up for the 15-footer in front of the arc. No good. And the rebound taken down out front by Hansen. Hansen gets it up the floor, leading by a point. Into the front court to Volkening. Now to Hollis. Between the circles, guarded by Edwards out front. Hollis is going to drive in against Edwards. Behind the back dribble. Goes on the right side. Spins underneath. Now he's going to pull up for the 5-footer. Partially blocked by Edwards. Pulled out of the air. Now by Cropper. Cropper will bring it up the left-hand side in front of the scorer's table. Off to Getz, top of the key, Edwards, right wing, Finley, sideline right. He'll pull up for the long three, right wing, Finley, put it up, no good, died on the back iron. Ball loose in the floor, picked up by Volkening. He'll bring it up from the right-hand side. Stops on the left wing to the free-throw line. Now off on the left-hand side to Hanson, back out front, Volkening. Between the legs, dribble, drives right of the lane, in against Henry, laid it up, no. A lot of contact, no call, ball pulled out of the air by Lavitt, put it up, no, but he got it back and laid it up and in, it's good, and he's fouled. So Lavitt will get the bucket. Persistence was his name there. And the foul is called against Jake Cropper. That is his first. And the team's fourth. Lavitt just came in. and Boy, he battled on the boards and got the bucket. Now he'll left-hand it up. And good. He's got three in the ballgame. And it's 51-47. Case again with a four-point lead. Henry with the basketball to Getz. 12-25 left to go in the ballgame. Shot clock at 20. Henry left side. Bounce pass and kicked away. Stolen away by Case. 
Right now, the Lions just are playing like they're in a funk. Up the floor is Volkening. Between the legs, dribble. Volkening with the basketball. They're looking for their first win of the season. Volkening out front. Picked up by Edwards on the switch. Now on the right-hand side to Hanson. Hanson underneath the Hollis. He's got a mismatch. Ball knocked free. Taken away by Cropper. Gets it off to Henry. Henry will bring it up from right to left. Henry to the free-throw line. Bounce pass to Cropper. Right corner. He won't take the shot. Dumps it off to Edwards. Edwards backs in against Hollis. Off the glass with the right-hand hook. Good. Edwards with 19. Lions have gone away from feeding him the ball down low. They've got to get back to that. And the Lions are within two at 51-49, and a half left to go in this ballgame. Lavitt with it, top of the key now to Hanson. And Hanson drills the top of the key, three, and a timeout now taken by Case. That's 15 on the night by Sam Hanson. He's got four three-pointers, and with 11.25 left to go in this Ball game. Your score is now Case 54 and the Lions 49. The Wishbone Tavern has moved. They're now just yards behind their old location into the Dahai Plaza. But only the location has changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best burgers and wings in town and offer a family-style atmosphere that's relaxing to everyone. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern, a proud member of the community, open every day at 11 o'clock, now in the Delhi Plaza. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. 54-49, Case Western Reserve leading it here in the second game of the tip-off classic. Washington won the first game out of St. Louis, Missouri, 77-73 over Ohio Northern. Saw some good friends from Ohio Northern earlier tonight. It was good to see the Hawkins family down here from Apple Creek, Ohio. On the right-hand side is Finley. He dishes it out front to Cropper for the... Long three left wing won't go, and the rebound taken down by Lavin. Boy, he has made his name known coming into the ball game just a couple of minutes ago. Volkening with the ball and a five-point lead for the Spartans. He'll put up the long three. Top side, no good, and Cameron Stewart, who's back into the ball game, grabs the rebound and brings it up from right to left. Off to Finley, left-hand side to Cropper between the circles. Cropper to Liam Rabe, who's back in. Now swings it around to Finley, left wing, puts up the three, got it! Finley has got 10 in the ball game. His second three of the night. And it's 54-52. Spartans with a two-point lead. 10-25 to go in this ball game. On the left-hand side is Kayla. And Kayla gets it back to Lavitt. Now on the left-hand side again. It goes to Hollis. Ball knocked free by Finley. Ball loose in the sideline. Last touch by Lavitt. And it will go back to the Lions on the turnover. That's eight turnovers in the ballgame against Case compared to five in the contest for Mount St. Joseph. Now Volkening is going to leave the ballgame 
And checking back in is Duckett. He's got those three fouls and 23 points. 10-10 left to go in the ballgame. With it is Rabe. Left side Finley down in the left corner to Stewart. Back out front to Finley against the 2-3 zone. He'll dribble in right side. Gets it off to Cropper. Cropper inside the arc. Pulls up for the 17-footer. Missed everything. Rebound taken down by Edwards. Edwards triple team. And he's going to be tied up by Lavin. Boy, there's not a part of Edwards' body that didn't get hit. But no foul was called. And the jump ball on the alternating jump ball gives it back to Case. So they'll put it in play. Now the Lions go full court pressure. In the backcourt is Lavitt. Gets it off to Masialunas. Masialunas sideline left. Back to Lavitt. Lavitt. The 6'4 freshman gets it up the floor to Masialunas. Left elbow from 15. No good. Rebound. Duckett right back up and in. Boy, Duckett has got 25 in the ballgame and 7 rebounds. 56-52 your score. Lions down by 4. Top of the circle, Jordan Henry. On the right side, Cam Stewart. Stewart around a pick by Edwards. Top of the key. Back to Finley. Finley dribbles left of the circle. Back out front to Rabe, now back to Finley. Look for the three from sideline left. It was shut off in the play by Hanson. Finley with six in the shot clock. Tried to dump it off underneath. Got caught in the air again. And the ball pulled out of the air by Kayla. Kayla will get it up the floor to Masialunas. And he'll bring it up from left to right. On the right sideline, it goes to Kayla underneath to Duckett. Duckett is going to get hit with the foul against Edwards. Where they were both going for the ball. And Edwards got hit with the foul. That's his second. And the fifth against the Lions as a team. Three for Case here in this second half of play. And now the Lions want to use the timeout. There's 8.59 left to go in this ball game. And now both teams are using the timeouts that they've got available to them. Case right now with a four-point lead. 56-52 over the Mount St. Joseph Lions. You're listening to Lions Basketball on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, we thought if this game was going to be as good as the first game, it was going to be a barn burner because that first game was quite a win by Washington out of St. Louis, Missouri. They came back from 11 points down at halftime and won it over Ohio Northern 77-73 to stay unbeaten at 4-0. So they will stay at number nine in the country at least or maybe even move up unless the Lions can come out tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock and knock them from the unbeaten ranks. 8.59 left to go in this game, and it's a 56-52 Case Western Reserve lead. Lions using the timeout. That leaves Toby Kerrigan with four left. Case has got three remaining in this final, might as well call it nine minutes. And Duckett will go line right. Duckett will be shooting two shots. I don't know how in the world they ever came up with two shots out of that foul, but they did. And Duckett gets the free throw. He's got 26. 
And he's two for three from the line, and now he'll try to sweep the pair. Does. He's got 27 in the ballgame. And it's 58-52. Now Case drops off with a full-court pressure. They go fall back into a 2-3 zone in the front court. With the basketball is Henry. Henry around a pick by Edwards. Down on the left to baseline. It goes to Getz. Back out front to Cam Stewart. Top of the key. Henry. Top side. Henry dribbles at the left side of the lane. Down into the corner to Rabe. Rabe with the basketball. Off the back iron from three-point range. No good. Saved inbounds by Kayla. And he got the rebound and gets it up the floor to Hanson. Hanson has been a pain in the Lions' side along with Duckett all night long. Off to Lavitt. Lavitt walked no call. Off to Kayla. Right wing three. No good. Duckett got the rebound in front of Edwards and dribbles out of a crowd. Duckett with his fourth offensive rebound of the night. Shot clock down to 23. Duckett backing in against Edwards. Puts the elbow into him. Right hand hook from five. Got it. Duckett with 29. And it's an eight point Spartans lead. Henry left hand side. With the basketball sideline left, dribbles inside the lane to the free throw line, kicks it off to Stewart, out front to Finley for the long three right wing, no good. Lions have gone stone cold from the field, and Masiolonis will bring it up the floor. Masiolonis with the basketball, dumps it off to Duckett, out front to Lavitt, on the left wing, Hanson for the all-alone three, no good. Rebound comes out long, and it was right off the hands of Rabin, went into the hands of Lavitt. Now Kayla with the basketball to Masiolonis. Masiolonis back out front. He's got the basketball to Lavitt. Lavitt walks every time he grabs the basketball. Drags the pivot foot. On the right-hand side, it goes to Hanson. Left wing Lavitt. Bounce pass underneath. Stolen away by Henry. And I think they're going to call a foul on Jordan Henry. As it looked like he may have pulled Masiolonis down. Going for the steal. That will be his third. And that's the sixth team foul against the Lions. Mano into the ball game. Cropper and Getz will check in. But before that all happens, we've got a timeout on the floor, and that will be taken by Toby Kerrigan, leaving him with three left of the ballgame. 7-14 left to go in this contest. And your score, it's now Case Western Reserve 60 and the Mount St. Joseph Lions 52. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit MSG. Well, the Lions have been outscored in the second half by 11, 21 to 10, and that's why they're down by 8, 60 to 52. Masia Lunas is going to inbound the basketball, and he does out near the timeline from underneath his own bucket to Lavitt. Gets it off to Kayla, sideline left. Now to Lavitt on the right-hand side. Kayla goes to Masia Lunas. Masia Lunas looking underneath for Duckett, dribbles inside the lane. Puts up a straightaway 14-footer, no good. Tipped up by Duckett, no good. Kayla tips it up again, up and in. Kayla with his first two of the night. And it is a 10-point Spartans lead with 6.45 remaining to go in this ballgame. Finley off to Stewart, right side gets. Gets around a pick by Mino, top of the key, right side, put up the three good. Adam gets with 11, that's his third three of the night. 
and it's 62-55. Case with the lead and the ball. Masialunas with 6.23 left to go in the ball game on the right-hand side to Lavitt. Now goes to Hanson, right of the circle bucket. Kicks it off out front to Lavitt for the left wing three. Drilled it. Boy, has Lavitt giving them an explosion off the bench. He's got six, and it's a ten-point. Spartans lead again, 65-55. Finley on the right side, down in the right corner to Getz. Out front, stolen away. It'll be taken away by Hanson. He'll dribble the length of the floor, lay it up and in with the left hand. Hanson has got 17 in the ballgame, and it's a 12-point Spartans lead. Mano top of the key to Finley. Finley. Pump fake, gets it off into the corner to Cam Stewart for the long three, no good. And the rebound taken down off the floor by Hanson. Hanson clears it up the floor to Masialunas. Masialunas underneath the ducket, but before that happened, Kayla, who was driving inside the lane, ran right over the top of Mano and picked up the offensive foul. That is his first, team's fourth. Eric Edwards is going to come back into the ballgame, and Cam Stewart will leave. 12-point lead with 5.22 left to go in the ballgame. Case with the lead. On the left-hand side, Mano. Mano dumps it off underneath Edwards. He got the ball smacked away. Mano got it back, and a foul is going to be called against the Spartans. And that's on Lavin. Austin Lavin with his first. I think they thought they probably should have called a foul on the initial hit against Edwards. Because it didn't look like Lavitt did a lot to Mano to pick up the foul. It might have been one of those NBA, we'll let that thing go unless somebody gets the advantage, then call a foul. And that's almost what that looked like. Finley with it, top of the circle. Around a pick by Edwards. Dribbles to the left-hand side to Cropper. Cropper with it down on the left baseline to Finley. Finley, one dribble. Off to Edwards, left block. Double team. Back outside to Finley. Six on the shot clock. Put up the three. No. Tipped up by Mano. No. Ball loose on the baseline. Mano's going to chase it down in the corner. And it will go out of bounds. Back to the Spartans. 67-55. 4.52 remaining to go. Inbounds pass. Lavitt will bring it up the right side. Goes cross court to Hanson. Hanson, sideline left to Kayla. Down in the corner. Dribbles up to the wing. Now between the circles to Masialunas. On the right-hand side, Hanson. Hanson around a pick by Lavitt. Hanson with it. Crossover dribble. On the left-hand side, Kayla. Kayla with the left of the circle. Drives in against Edwards. He'll put it up with the left hand. Nope. Rebound tapped outside. It'll be saved by Masialunas. Sideline left. And he'll dribble it back out front. Masialunas between the legs dribble. Bounce pass on the right sideline. Now it goes off to Hanson. And a reach-in foul will be called on Getz. Now check that. It will be away from the ball. And called on Tyler Mano. And that's his fourth personal foul. And that will put the Lions over the limit. And Case will be going to the line for the rest of the game. Jordan Henry will come in. And Tyler Mano will leave the ball game with those four fouls and two points. 4.19 left to go. It's a 12-point case lead, but Duckett trying to make it bigger, and he does. He's got 30 in the ball game. Nobody has scored 30 against the Lions this year until now. 
Duckett makes it 13. Second one. Short off the front iron. Rebound off the hands of Henry, but Lavitt is going to get hit from the foul from behind. Lavitt with his second. And now both teams will be in the bonus for the rest of the game. That is the sixth team foul committed by Case. So the next foul will send the Lions to the line. On the right side, Finley. Finley sideline right, looking underneath for the bounce pass. Can't find anyone. Now gets a bounce pass to Edwards, right block. Edwards backing in against Duckett. Top of the key, Getz. Getz will drive left side. Tried to get it to Cropper, and Cropper was going out, and Getz threw it inside. So the turnover gives it back to Case Western Reserve, and now Inaldi will come in, and Masialunas will leave. Inaldi checks in with five, and Masialunas leaves scoreless. But it's been the T.J. Duckett show this entire evening. 68-55, 3.55 remaining to go in the game. Inaldi with it, hounded by Henry. Around a pick by Lavitt. Down on the baseline, it goes down to Hanson. Dribbles up to the wing between the circles. Hanson behind the back dribble, still with the ball. On the right-hand side to Kayla. Underneath pass, knocked out of bounds. Tried to go to Duckett, and Edwards knocked it away and out of bounds. Seven on the shot clock. 3.37 left to go on the game clock. And now another timeout will be taken. And that's going to be by Mount St. Joseph. So a timeout taken by the Lions. 3.37 remaining to go in the ball game. It's white knuckle time here at the Harrington Center in the tip-off classic. Your score. It's Case Western Reserve 68, Lions 55. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Basketball on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. This Mount St. Joseph basketball broadcast has been made possible by Interbellicing's Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. Murphy's Promotions, call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University, the Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio, and by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 68-55 with 3.37 left to go in this ball game from the Harrington Center on Delhi Avenue. 68-55. Inbounds pass. Knocked away from Duckett. Stolen away by Henry. Henry brings it up on the right-hand side. Three on two. Bounce pass to Guest right corner. Underneath pass to Edwards. Reverse layup. Edwards missed the layup. And the rebound taken down by Lavin. 13-point Spartans lead. Now the Lions get into a hurry-up half-court trap. But bringing it across is Hanson. Hanson guarded by Cropper. Hook pass out front to Kayla. Kayla dribbling in against Getz. Pushed him off. No call. Kayla dumps it off underneath the ducket. Has to chase it down in the right corner. Six on the shot clock. Out front to Lavitt. Lavitt to the right baseline. Pulls up for the 12-footer. No. Rebound. Comes down into the hands of Andrew Finley. Finley will bring it up the right side. He's going to go all the way for the layup. Lay it up. Good. And he's fouled. 
Finley's got 12 in the ballgame. Foul will be called on Kayla. Monty Kayla, that is his third person. And now both teams are over the limit, so both teams will be going to the line for the rest of the game. Boy, Austin Lavitt, glad to see him leave the ballgame. He checks out with six points, three rebounds, two fouls. Back into the contest is Hollis. Finley, line left, shoots it. Off the back iron, bounces high, no good. Rebound lost out of bounds by the Lions, and it were by the Spartans, I should say. Hansen could not grab the rebound, so the Lions will get the ball back. Putting it in play is Henry, left of his own bucket. Inbounds the ball to Edwards, and he'll dribble out to the wing. 2.45 left to go in the ballgame. Lions down by 11. Left wing Cropper goes to Getz, sideline left for the three. Got it! Getz has got 14, and it's now suddenly an eight-point lead. Two and a half minutes to go. Full court pressure up the floor. Kayla. Kayla on the right side, breaks it into the front court. Kayla guarded by Getz, coming around behind his Cropper, but can't get the steal. On the right-hand side, Hanson to the free-throw line to Hollis. Hollis back out front to Kayla. Spartans trying to run the clock. There's 12 on the shot clock. 2.13 on the game clock. Kayla guarded by Henry. Right wing to Hanson. Hanson around a pick by Duckett. Hanson top of the circle. Two on the shot clock underneath the Duckett. Duckett put it up no. And an offensive foul called on Duckett as he shoved off with the left hand on the hook shot. Duckett with his fourth personal. And it will be Edwards going line left. No, check that. It's an offensive foul. I'm sorry. So the Lions will have it on the back baseline. And there are exactly two minutes to go in the ballgame. 68-60. Lions down by eight, but with the basketball. Finley, top of the circle. Left side, proper. Proper, now back to Finley, left wing to Henry. Henry against the 2-3, drives inside the lane. Stops at the right block. Out front, Finley. Finley to the free throw line, top of the key. Gets, gets lost the handle, but gets it back on the left wing. Finley, pump fake, eight on the shot clock. Pulls back for the long three off the back iron. Hits the top of the backboard, and then the shot clock. And it will go back to Case Western Reserve with a minute 36 to go in the ballgame. Boy, that would have been a big, big bucket. Hollis puts it in to get full court pressure. Does to Inaldi. Inbound pass. Stolen away by Finley. Finley into the lane. Put it up. Nobody's fouled on the way to the bucket. Foul will be called on Hollis. And it's his second. And Finley will go line left. Shooting two shots. With 1.30 left to go. 90 seconds left. 68-60 your score. Boy, Case looked that time like they had never seen a full-court press in their life. Finley, the first one, puts it up. Good. Finley's got 13 in the ballgame. And it's a seven-point lead for the Spartans. Second one is good again by Finley. He's got 15, 14 in the ballgame. Full court pressure put in again. Six point lead. Finley stole the pass. Saved in by Cropper. Cropper back to Finley. Left corner. Finley dribbles left of the lane. Put up the shot from the right side. No good. Rebound. Edwards had it. Lost it off of Cropper's knee and out of bounds. And it will go back to the Spartans. Boy, another opportunity for the Lions. And now Todd McGinnis is going to hustle in his point guard, Masi Lunas, with a minute 20 to go. 
68-62. Hollis inbounds the basketball. And it goes to Hansen. Hansen back to Masialunas. Masialunas lost the handle. Saved by Hollis on the left side. Now to Inaldi for the long three. No. Duckett has the rebound underneath. Put it up and it will go and he's fouled. Boy, Duckett is just a man amongst babes right now. He has got 32 in the ball game, and he'll go to the line looking for 33, but he's put the Spartans up by eight. Now Labitt's coming back into the ball game, and Masialunas will leave. Foul is called on Eric Edwards, double E with his third foul. Duckett trying to make it nine, in and out, and back in again. Duckett with 33 in the ballgame. And it's 71-62. A minute to go in the ballgame. Getz, right side, drilled it home for the three. Getz has got 17. It's a 71-65 lead into the front court. Hanson goes to Lavitt. Lavitt with it. Back out front to Hanson. Hanson near the timeline. 21 on the shot clock. 48 on the game clock. It's a six-point Case Western Reserve lead, and they are going to use a timeout. Todd McGinnis wants to talk things over. Timeout on the floor. 44.8 seconds to go in the ballgame. Your score. It's Case 71, the Lions 65. It's not about where you were born. It's not about your gender. Or the color of your skin. Whether you're rich, poor, or in the middle. No matter what you play, if you have the skill and drive to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. Tomorrow, the tip-off class continues at the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. And the Lions will get things underway in Game 1 of the day when they take on the ninth-ranked Washington University at 1 o'clock. Then Ohio Northern and Case Western Reserve hit the court around 3. This is Dave Mitchell. Here the Lions play Sunday, beginning with the pregame show at 1230 and the tip-off at 1. It's the tip-off classic this weekend, and it can be heard Sunday on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 71-65. Case is left with one time out left. The Lions have three to go in this ball game. This has been a good one, but the Lions have had plenty of opportunities, just unable to cash in. 16 on the shot clock, 44.8 in the game clock. Hollis putting it in play, sideline left, and he does to Masialunas. Masialunas gets it back to Hollis, right of the circle, double team. Lost the handle, picks the ball back up, and a foul reaching in. And boy, nobody is in agreement from that call. Jake Cropper is going to get hit with the foul. Toby Kerrigan is really upset. Cropper with his second personal foul. And going line right, shooting one and one, will be Hollis. Hollis has got five points tonight, and this is his first strip to the strike. 35.6 seconds to go in the ball game. It's a six-point Spartans lead. Hollis, line right, shoots it off the fair. No! Rebound taken down by Cropper. Cropper will bring it up on the run off to Finley. Top of the key, Getz. Getz drives left of the lane. He'll put it up with the left hand. Good! 
Getz with 19. Four points, Spartan lead, 71-67. Full court pressure up the floor. Hanson into the front court. It goes to Inaldi. Inaldi hook pass out front. Knocked out of bounds by Getz. And it will stay with the Spartans. The shot clock is off. 24, 20.4 seconds to go. Now Todd McGinnis is going to get his best free throw shooters onto the floor because the Lions are going to have to foul. He takes out Duckett and Lavitt and brings in the man who's got the ball right now, Kayla. Kayla on the right side. Gets it off to Hanson. Hanson, 15 seconds. The Lions have got a foul, and they finally reach out and grab Kayla. And that foul will be called against Jake Cropper again, I believe. That will be his third. And it puts the Lions into the super bonus. So it will be two shots for Kayla. But it's still, no matter what, a two-possession game. It's 71-67. Kayla puts it up, and it's good. He's got three. Duckett is going to come back in to the ball game, and Lavitt is coming in for Kayla, so he'll have to wait till Kayla shoots his free throw. 12.3 seconds to go. Second one, good. By Kayla, he's got four. He leaves, Lavitt is back in. Six-point lead, it's a two-possession game. Getz will put it in play on the back baseline. Henry is going to let it bounce a couple of times, now grabs it and brings it up into the front court to Getz. Getz, bounce past Finley, all alone, right wing, three, off the back iron, nope. Rebound taken down by Duckett, three seconds, foul from behind on Cropper. And that will just about do it. 73-67, Cropper hit with his fourth personal. So going to the line will be T.J. Ducka with 2.2 seconds to go in the ballgame. 73-67 is the score. Duckett has got 33 points tonight. Ten rebounds in the ballgame, five of them offensive. He has been a man amongst men, and he hits the free throw. He's got 34. And he'll look for 35. Making it 74-67. Second one is off the front iron. No. Jordan Henry got the rebound. And that will do it. Your final score here this evening. It is Case Western Reserve winning their first game of the season. As they win here tonight in the second game of the tip-off classic here this evening. Your final score. Case Western Reserve, 74, and the Lions, 67. We'll be back to wrap things up from the Harrington Center after this. And the shot dropped. Exclusive access. Premium tickets. Travel and hospitality. All from one source. Take your experience to VIP level with the NCAA experience. The 2018 NCAA Final Four. That's the three. March 31st and April 2nd at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Visit NCAA.com slash VIP today. 
Tomorrow, the tip-off class continues at the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University, and the Lions will get things underway in game one of the day when they take on the ninth-ranked Washington University at 1 o'clock. Then Ohio Northern and Case Western Reserve hit the court around 3. This is Dave Mitchell. Here the Lions play Sunday, beginning with the pregame show at 1230 and the tip-off at 1. It's the tip-off classic this weekend, and it can be heard Sunday on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, this one a very disappointing game here tonight for the Lions as they end up losing it by a final score of 74-67. to They went a half leading it by three points, but were outscored in the second half 35-25 to to lose this game by seven points here tonight. Their record now drops to one and three on the season, and they'll play tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock right back here at the Harrington Center against the unbeaten Washington University Bears, and that will be at one o'clock. They're out of St. Louis. They are four and oh on the year. Case Western Reserve, they win their first game of the season. They are one and three on the year, and they will play Ohio Northern in the second game of tomorrow's doubleheader. That will be getting underway at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Lions were led here this evening by two players, Eric Edwards and Adam Getz. Each had 19 points in the ball game. Edwards had 17 in the first half, and he grabbed seven rebounds in the ball game. Adam Getz with 19 points. He had five three-pointers in the ball game. He came to life in the second half with 11 points. 14 points for Andrew Finley. He had 10 of them in the second half on two three-pointers, two of three from the line. Seven points off the bench for Jake Cropper with one three-pointer and three rebounds in the ballgame. Four points to Jordan Henry and two points to Liam Rabe, along with Tyler Mino, who had two points in the ballgame. Lions from the field in the contest, 27 of 65 for 42%, so they did not shoot the ball very well here this evening again after shooting it at a 55% clip against Wilmington on Tuesday night. They were 8 of 26 from three-point range for 31% and 3 of 6 from the line. They just not did not get to the line tonight. Just 3 of 6 from the stripe for 50% here this evening. They committed 10 turnovers in the ballgame compared to 17 for Case Western Reserve, who was led tonight to their first victory by T.J. Duckett. Duckett had 34 points in the ballgame. He was 14 of 21 from the field. 0 of 1 from 3-point range and 6 of 9 from the line. He grabbed 12 rebounds, had 1 assist, and 4 fouls. He was a stat stuffer here this evening. 17 points to Sam Hansen coming in off the bench. He was had 4 3-pointers tonight and 3 rebounds in the ballgame. 6 points to Austin Lavitt off the bench. All of them in a 5-minute span. 1 3-pointer, 1 of 1 from the line, and 3 rebounds. 5 points each to Michael Hollis and Antonio Inaldi. Monte Kayla had four points, three points to Monte Volkening, Connor Nally, Jarvis Massialonis, Darius Inzar, and Kai Fletcher all played but did not score. Case in the ballgame from the field, they were excellent tonight. They shot 48%, 28 of 58, 8 of 20 from three-point range for 40%. 
and they were 10 of 15 for 67% from the line. We'll wrap things up from the Harrington Center right after this final timeout. There are over 360,000 NCAA student-athletes. And just about all of us will be going pro in something other than sports. The NCAA reminds us to ask ourselves, what will we do? Over the last 100 years, the NCAA has helped millions of student-athletes find their power outside the field, court, and rink. NCAA, celebrating 100 years of student-athlete. So your final score once again, 74-67 here tonight. Mount St. Joseph falls to 1-3 and three on the season. Our thanks to Mount St. Joseph University President Dr. Williams for allowing us the opportunity to broadcast tonight's game. Athletic Director Steve Radcliffe, the Sports Information Director Blake Edwards, the coaches of course, Toby Kerrigan and Justin Ray, and the head coach at Case Western Reserve, Todd McGinnis. To all of our sponsors, to Greg Mitchell for producing tonight's program, but most of all, our thanks to you for listening here tonight. I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you we'll be back tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock, 12.30 with the tip, the pregame show here from the Harrington Center as the Lions take on the unbeaten Washington University Bears. Until then, I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you the final score one more time. It was Case 74, the Lions 67 until tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Mount St. Joseph University Basketball. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. Murphy's Promotions, call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio. Call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation. <laughs>